to Magic on the Patio. I am Lauren and I'm here with Alyssa and we are talking about November 2021 astrology and tarot tidings. Oh goodness. Hello, Alyssa. How are you? Hello. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I'm (laughs) sorry. I love that we have our podcast voices on. Yes, always. This is my this is my serious voice. I'm serious. We're talking about November 2021. It's going to be a show. <laughs> Buckle up, kids. We're going for a ride. So, oh my gosh. So, how are you? What's going on? I'm good. I'm good. Gearing up for the uh, solar return. Yes. Uh, we are actually recording this a smidge late this year because, you know, Mercury shadow last month, uh, kind of affected our recording. (laughs) So we are uh, recording pretty late. So Alyssa's birthday, this is the Eve of Alyssa's birthday. It's my Eve of my birthday. And, uh, and when you are into astrology, you really like your birthday. So of course (laughs) I have to mention it. So, uh, you know what we should, oh gosh, we should have planned. We should have done like a natal chart, like review on you. <laughs> we still can. I mean, you're a Scorpio. You're going to be celebrating all month. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely like, you know, I, th- I feel like my chart is a lot of the energy right now. So I think. Yeah. It's- yeah. So uh, how are you? Cause we're moving, oh gosh, in a couple of days. Well, we just moved into Mars and Scorpio. Where's your yes. Mars? Are you in Leo? My Mars is actually in Leo. In Leo. Yeah. yeah. So how do you play with that water, that kind of fiery water? I mean, I have, I have so like, I have my son, Uranus and Venus all in Scorpio. So I have that so- energy. So so you like it's, planning wars and then acting on those plans? Yeah, pretty well, yeah, I plot against and then I take you out. So that's pretty much how it works. <laughs> and then you look good while doing it. And I do it with my hair looking good. <laughs> In your new merch. <laughs> In my merch. Yes. Yes. In a leopard skirt. Oh gosh. So we are in Scorpio season, which I'm kind of excited for. I love Scorpio season overall. Um, as a Sag myself, I love, I love getting into this like deeper fall energy, this fixed energy. Um, cause Scorpio is a fixed sign. Um, it's kind of steadfast in the, the energy of that time of the wheel of the year. So we're really hunkering down. We just had our last final harvest of, you know, Halloween. And now we're kind of moving into the last bit of the year of the, of the, of the wheel of the year, the wheel of the year, everyone. Um, so yeah, I just, I just love this energy. I love, I love how it sits, uh, in me and just kind of the world in general. Um, yeah. it feels like there's a lot of closure that happens. I like, I like the dark, the, I like to go, I like the deep dark levels of Scorpio. Like I like digging down, Mm -hmm. seeing what's down underneath the ground, like really like, just like digging in and finding like what's down there. So where the bodies are buried. I I love a good internet search. I love, I love things where I can just dig into it and, you know, 
Tis I can the season to find, find all search. of yeah, find all of the information on your neighbors. It's really easy. Just type their names in, and you can um, find out if all you, you want on the internet. <laughs> the neighborhood app and the citizen app to spy on your neighbors. What are you doing with your life? Because I mean, that's my idea of a good. And time. then you cross check with the Facebook <laughs> community group. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> This is what I do with my day. I literally, <laughs> literally will sit and like watch videos of people's videos on citizen app, watching my neighborhood. I'm like a psycho. So for That's anyone not who's not in the New York city area, cause I don't know, it's, it, it's all, it's in the major cities of I the world, I, right. Or the U S I have no idea. I think I thought it was pretty, you like, I don't, I don't know. How I don't know. So happen. we don't have it where I'm at now, but I oh, was you don't. obsessed in the city. Like it was like, you found out the roof next to you was the one that had all the fireworks on it. And then the cop came to like the apartment three doors down at a certain time. You're like, that's exactly what that noise was. And then there's video of the cop yelling at the lady. And it's just, it's just so good. Yeah. So well, good. my I, new I favorite, my new favorite spying technique is watching my new doorbell camera <gasps> anywhere camera. at all times. Mm -hmm. I just turn on the doorbell camera and I watch outside my door nonstop. <laughs> I see it's like all of those off. memes of like, <laughs> like nosy neighbor memes. <laughs> yeah, I can't stop it. Can't stop, won't stop watching the doorbell camera. Well, cause you nip. So the best thing to do is like, so, you know, old school New York is just looking through the people. I did that forever. Just like, and you would hear a noise in the hallway and you just open yes. up the people and just like, look, and people think they're alone in the hallway when they, when they're actually alone, but like, you know, every people has an eye in it. So yes. don't be picking your nose. Don't be picking your wedgie. <laughs> don't do this. We time. know. <laughs> Oh, I do miss that. But yeah, we have, we have a camera on our house and like, you can kind of see the cars go by and it's like, I can see when like the FedEx man comes and he's just like hanging out in his truck for like way too long in our driveway. And like, obviously he's probably, you know, texting or taking a five minute break, but it's like, why are you sitting there for two and a half minutes? You already dropped my package off. <laughs> um, I was, I, yeah, I, I, I can't stop. It's just, it's like the newest, most luxurious thing that's ever happened. Just being able to watch people out the doorbell camera. Now I just want to put cameras everywhere and watch them. I'm like literally going to like be institutionalized because I like spying on people way too much. You're your own big brother. Like I am. I think creating your own Truman show <laughs> of everyone else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, everyone, this is very much Mars and Scorpio. Uh, <laughs> Yes, spying, spying, like spying, yeah. legitimately if you have spying. This natal uh, placement. I would not be surprised if you were the one that was told you should have been like in the CIA growing up. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's definitely like you're not the soldier like you would be if you were if Mars and Aries. Like mm -hmm. that's definitely the soldier, but you are definitely like the one strategically planning on the like warfare. Yeah. Yeah, you're setting up the battle strategies and you're enjoying picturing 
the playing out of those wars in your head. You're the one who knows that, you know, the left flank is going to attack from the right side at this time. And I'm just using war terms. Like I know what I'm talking about, but I really don't. But all I can see in my head is like Napoleon. I also see you playing risk right now. I'm really good at risk. (laughs) Of course you are. That's another thing. That's a, that's a great way. Like we should come up with, okay idea alert don't take our idea audience um you should come up with like a type of game that could like pick out what your sign is by the strategies that you use i feel like there has to be like a buzzfeed quiz on this (laughs) (laughs) but it needs to be a board game and there needs to be a thousand pieces Oh gosh. All right. Well, why don't we get into what November is since we keep talking about Mars and Scorpio. So that happened on October 30th, but it's going to, it really is, uh, one of the highlighting aspects of, um, November 5th and November 5th is a big day for November. We have a new moon in Scorpio at 5 14 p.m eastern then we Mm -hmm. also have venus moving into capricorn happy capricorn return for me um and then we have mercury moving into scorpio on november 5th as well it's such a party it's gonna be great just be mindful with how you speak to your loved ones and and don't forget that Uranus will be in opposition to the sun for the new moon. Yes. And so Uranus again is uh, like great disruptor, right? We're thinking, imagine um, uh, force Oops, change, uh, earthquakes, <laughs> just like yes. your life shaking. And then imagine that being opposite, tugging that energy of your ego, of yourself, of the sun in Scorpio with then the moon sitting right there in Scorpio too, which is your emotions and mm-hmm. how you deal with it all. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. Whenever you have um, the planets changing signs, that energy is just really intensified. So you have that, we have three, pretty much three planets just changing signs simultaneously with this opposition and uh, being a new moon. So it's just going to be, extreme energy (laughs) yeah and and you know normally we like to talk about like setting intentions for the new moon or you know kind of like basking in the 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 moon's energy of of setting forth you know manifesting and things like that i'm not saying don't do that this month but be very clear with what you want to manifest in November. Um, and I would keep it very short and not, um, overly, uh, complicated, uh, because when you have Mercury moving into Scorpio, remember Scorpio loves to analyze almost as much, if not more than like a Virgo. (laughs) So it's going to pick apart every word you write down. It's going to pick apart every feeling that you have. Um, especially with that Venus going into Capricorn. I always forget, is Venus in detriment in Capricorn or not? It's, I don't think it's, it's not quite happy in Capricorn. I think it's fall, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not quite as happy in, in uh, Venus and Capricorn. So there's the, the energy isn't as light and uh, movable. 
Yeah. When Venus is in Capricorn, she's just like, I like the real nice stuff. Yes. Really, she's going to buy herself the nice things and she's Mm going to know the nice stuff. So like, you're really looking at like the... You can be get, I think, a little excessive maybe in like spending on luxurious items. Like yeah. it can get, it can, it and, can be. and with Mercury moving into Scorpio, it might be a secret buy. Oh yeah. Might you're not definitely tell, hiding. Might not tell the person who might be the person that you should be talking to about who you're spending, where you're spending you're the money, definitely your partner, your bank, your creditors. You're, any- you're definitely hiding the bags the shopping bags in your trunk until your husband passes out and then you're sneaking him in and you're cutting off all the tags and pretending that they were always there in your closet. Like, um, yeah, you never even noticed when I cut 12 inches off my hair, obviously I've had this, you know, Hermes bag my entire life. <laughs> you know, you went and bought yourself the one that, uh, oh, that Chris Kyle had, 95,000 mini Birkin. My favorite is that her friend, directs her to what bag to buy and then that friend also buys her bags like I'm like I want a friend who buys me a $95,000 bag are you I I was just sitting there the whole time thinking why don't I have friends who can buy me $95,000 bags like where have I gone wrong in my life Crystal is three years younger than me (laughs) or four years younger than me no no she's young yeah I think she might be a year younger than me we're either the same age or a year younger than me 83 Oh, then she's a year older than me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, how, how is, how, how does happen like this? <laughs> Where did I go wrong in my life? Where did I make these decisions to end up here? Why am I so poor? I mean, and that really, I would, I would love to know, I don't, you, do you know Crystal's chart offhand or does she not have a birth time? I always forget. Um, I know there's a few of those newer ones that don't have have her chart without her rising, I believe. Yeah. Cause I, cause her birthday, she's an Aquarius, right? Yeah. She's an Aquarius. Hold on. I wonder if she has, she might have some uh, personal planets in Capricorn, but a Scorpio moon. Oh, that also makes sense. Um, Her and Meredith. Meredith also has a Scorpio moon. Yeah. Which also I think makes a lot of sense. Um, Yeah, gosh. Yeah, no, so Scorpio. Yeah, so with the Scorpio new moon, like we can talk about a moon energy in general. We just brought up somebody with a Scorpio moon for the Scorpio moon. Look at this. We are just, (laughs) we're just guided by spirit. Yes. No, yeah, I um Scorpio moon energy is just dark and deep and feels like feels all of the feelings in a way that is um that you hold on to, yeah. that it like lives in your DNA. I always feel that Scorpio moons are more of the stereotype of what people think Scorpios are. Like yes. Scorpio suns. I think that like a lot, I mean. I also think about this a lot because I'm a Scorpio sun, but I'm not as dark necessarily as what I see people who have Scorpio moons. Like they really are those, like they write poetry about darkness, like Edgar Allan Poe stuff. Like they might not look goth, like as a rising would, like a Scorpio rising, but they feel goth. Like you talk to them and you're like, oh, why are we talking about death and decay and sadness? all of the time and you don't even realize it and then you're like oh my gosh this is all we talk about yeah exactly 
Yes. No, they are. Uh, yes. Yeah, Scorpio moon energy, especially moving into, cause the veil is still fairly thin November 5th. You know, we're just coming out of the Halloween energy of, uh, you know, this last harvest. So with the moon being in Scorpio, you know, the, the, the energy of contacting ancestors and that kind of spooky energy and, and feeling, feeling the heaviness of the other side, I would not be surprised if the whole collective feels that way, almost like collective mourning um, feels <laughs> quite apt for this new. Well, I mean, I feel like there's still a lot of, like there still hasn't been like uh, what exactly what you just said, a collective mourning over what has happened over the last couple of years. Like we mm-hmm. still, like I heard someone say on the radio the other day that like we've lost the amount of people that we've lost from COVID is the size of Denver, which just struck me because I'm from Denver. And it's just like the entire town got knocked out. I mean, it's not a town, it's a city, but like, it's a lot of people. There was something, you know, remember that show on HBO years ago with Jennifer Aniston's ex, um, the one where like, like 10% of the population just disappears or something. Oh yeah. The, what was it called? I forget what it's called. But supposedly that percentage of numbers is very similar to how many people died of COVID. Oh my God. So if you think about it, I mean, if you think about it, like almost every person in the world has been affected by someone that they know, like one degree separation of death Mm -hmm. of COVID. Yeah. Which is just insane. It's just insane to think about. And also insane how the human brain can just go... (laughs) we've moved on, (laughs) but have we, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of the energy of the fifth. If you, if you think about it, especially with Uranus two coming up, I would not be surprised if there's a little bit of collective and global upheaval moving around that kind of COVID issues, still climate change, um, the unions, all the strikes that are happening. Um, there's just a lot of unrest right now, but it hasn't quite bubbled over yet. We had talked about this in October where like when everything went from retrograde to direct that there was going to be like a bubbling effect and there definitely was. And I, I feel like November has this opportunity to, to actually kind of burst, but Scorpio in an, in a beautifully odd way will allow it to burst in a very controlled way versus how it happened, say on January 6th of, of this past year yeah. when it was in Aries and it was actual eruption. Um, so I would be interested to see how this month plays out for the collective. It's like a controlled bomb, like yeah. a controlled, what is that? When they do the... When they take down a building, but the, the detonations, yeah, the yes. yeah, yeah, that's it. Almost feels like this clearing needs to happen, and it's not going to be comfortable. No one is going to be comfortable. Like literally, then, every human is going to be upset. But like, it's a necessary moments. thing. Yeah. Huh. Well. Wow, so this is, this is fun, guys. Fun. <laughs> Everyone, we're so happy. <laughs> Let's talk oh, you're about still with us. <laughs> we're still on November fifth. <laughs> um well so then that so if we're talking about november 5th still a little bit um venus is in capricorn right and Mm -hmm. that actually goes until march 6th everyone we will be talking about venus and capricorn for every episode until march um which is also kind of insane because venus normally only sticks around in a sign for about three to four weeks 
really. Yeah, about a month. And this time, the reason why is because it goes retrograde in one of the final degrees of um, of Capricorn in mid-December. So we'll talk about that in December, but that is, that is going to be a hot um, kind of conversation piece in the yeah. astrology community about this Venus and Capricorn. We talked about how it's in fall and fall means it's just not comfortable. It's not happy there. Venus feels a little stuck, um, a little uneasy in the steadfast and um, overtly grounded Capricorn. Um, mm-hmm. It wants to be free and airy and light and move around like a Venusian goddess in Taurus or in Libra, yeah, I mean, but there, it's- it, she, she, This is the Venus de Milo, except it's the clamshell closing her down. It's like, get in there. It's unsafe for you this. to be standing in a clamshell. Like that's it. It's, it's that like, you're unsafe for standing there. So get inside and stay put. Yeah. And um, as someone who has Venus and Capricorn, that's exactly how I live my life. Um, spoiler alert, <laughs> because if you are planning to get a haircut, I would do this before December 19th. So make yes. those haircut plans. Now people get your haircut unless you do the same haircut and the same coloring all the time and you know your person and you can rely on that fine, probably safe. But if you're thinking about changing up your hair, doing a new look, do it, don't do it before December 19th or, or don't do it until March. So you'll be very unhappy. No, I I, do something you don't like. And that's always the rule of a Venus retrograde. And even with Venus moving into Capricorn, really look at the um, cosmetic things that you're going to be doing when Venus is in a place that it's not comfortable in. So like, I want to cut, I have to cut my hair. I I need a haircut. And normally when I have a, like, I have like a Venus transit or if there's something going on, I'm like, oh, I cut like all of my hair off and I do something funky and fun. And like for my Venus return right now, I'm like, I want to do that so bad, but like, I know I'm going to dislike it so much (laughs) so I'm not gonna do it even though I really want to it's just I'm not gonna be satisfied with it because of where Venus is right now and with the upcoming you know you know retrograde I'm I'm gonna get my hair cut I'll do something fun but I'm not gonna do anything super I'm not gonna dye my hair bright blonde you know I'm not gonna do anything funky bleaching your hair crazy cutting I mean I think like cutting bangs bangs. if if you're not a bad person don't cut bangs like don't cut bangs yeah Yeah. you're gonna end up with weird curls in front of your face yeah or they're gonna be too short and you're gonna have to find a lot of headbands it's just not gonna it's It's not gonna gonna work out so yeah really really think about what you want to do before the holiday seasons just stick classic steadfast stable Capricorn wants you to be just plain plain and easy yeah. <laughs> um, because then we also have mercury and scorpio you know the same day and with mercury moving into scorpio remember scorpio's secrets it's holding things back it's not really expressing um you might want to write some poetry right that's about it you hold hold, hold it all in holding yeah. all those deep dark secrets and emotions and feelings not letting them go so and you're then, like yeah and if yeah, you have really, that haircut, you're not going to tell anyone. And then you're going to be really sad about it. Yeah, and no, you're going to be gonna, sitting yeah. in a beanie, writing poetry, crying. 
by yourself. <laughs> why? As a 30 something year old woman, just like, ah, this is why I'm just getting a trim, everyone. <laughs> Do it. You're going to end up with a book of poetry about hair. No, but my Scorpio moon daughter already has one. So. No, Ross. <laughs> It's a lot. It's a lot. No. So, I mean, really the first week of this month is just jammed packed, like just, just a lot of energy. And we're going to be moving through this for the first two weeks. Like there's not a lot of major things that are happening the second week. Right. So moving. Well, I mean, if you we're, we're, we're head towards that eclipse. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> You know, so so it's like, I'm like, I'm like, what's happening exactly um, from the 7th to the 13th? And it's like, you know, there's, there's some not, things there's not, but you were, you're heading. Well, we have this, there's the not 12th. a lot of transits. There's not a lot of, there's not, not a lot, lot of transits. Bad so we transits. Have, we're just building that eclipse energy. There's up. a Neptune uh, vibe that's happening the 12th and 13th. Um, there's a trine to the sun. Um, and then there's an opposition of Mercury to Pluto, right? Mm, that's um, fun. So, right. Is that Pluto? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there could be, no, that's Uranus. Never mind. I'm lying. This is, I swear. I think I need reading glasses. Everyone. I'm, I'm just, I'm getting there. Um, no, <laughs> I'm like, I was like, that doesn't look like Pluto. No. So there's going to be an opposition, um, for that, for uh, Mercury opposition to Uranus, um, which should be, uh, that's also interesting. So the 12th and 13th, oof, nothing. Okay, let's think about that. Let's brainstorm because we, I completely forgot about this uh, 12th, 13th. So we have a sun trine um, Neptune, and then butting up to that, we have a Mercury opposition to Uranus. What are your vibes with that? What was that? What's like your first instinct when you hear those? those I mean, transits to me, that seems like a lot of confusing and conf like with Neptune and. Uranus. Yeah, no, I was like, like I was like, I knew like, there was something happening, like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there is <laughs> something you never saw coming, like out of nowhere. It's like left field, like crazy. Like it's almost okay. It makes me think of like that person who maybe you never like who always like threatens to come visit actually comes to visit that you don't ever really actually want to see. But Get they your come. guest rooms ready, everyone. <laughs> but like something bizarre like no it know. does feel it feels bizarre and I think on the personal note yeah it's going to be like visitations a little upheaval maybe something with work um you know communications with work and up like maybe like shifting positions um because mm -hmm. with Uranus right there with that opposition yeah I mean 
I wouldn't be surprised if a secret happens. A secret comes out because of an upheaval. Like, so something happens, like say a coworker trips and falls. <laughs> There's a little upheaval, right? And then a, a secret blurts out that like they're having an affair with the boss. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's gonna be they like tripped, they tripped coming out of the boss's office, but nobody nobody knew it. But it was because the, and then they fell. Because and they fell. Knew. Yeah, it's that kind of energy. <laughs> Um, so be on the lookout for the 12th and 13th, but then, you know, with that Neptune, you, you have to, with and Neptune's in Pisces, so there's going to be that kind of like delusional, kind of like hazy, like what's happening, trippy energy. So all of this also could just be happening in your mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah. It's just, it's, it's, I, I, I don't know. So yeah, the 12th and 13th, um, I would say, uh, hunkered down. That might be, uh, the way to describe it, uh, be on the lookout for, um, communications that seem just a little off and yeah. not respond right away. This is mm -hmm. like, these two days are the two days to just like, maybe take a beat on responding to that email, take a beat on responding to text messages and maybe actually watch the news that day just in case yeah i feel like, that i'm never a proponent for watching the news anymore but like it doesn't it could be it could be anything from maybe some resolution on the the january 6th stuff or maybe mm -hmm. some political stuff happening um there could be something interesting that happens that day, those like kind of two days. But I, I truly don't know because with that, with that Neptune sitting there in Pisces, it also might not happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Neptune is always a, it's just such a curveball. Yeah. It kind of like throws you. So like, you know, with Neptune, with it being kind of that like outer worldy kind of vibes, right? Like that's how mm -hmm. I feel like it's like, it's like that, that haze of the ether that sits there and it is our reality, but is it, um, whenever mm -hmm. it's in Pisces, <laughs> it, it gets, it really just reminds me of like a, like a mushroom trip. That's, that's, that's the energy, right? <laughs> Just tripping on some mushrooms. Tripping on the shrooms. Ooh, good times. Um, yeah, so I think that's the that's for the next week. That's for week yeah. two. Those are the biggest movements. Um, cause and then yeah, because then oh gosh, now I'm even thinking about it. The 10th before you have uh Mars squaring Saturn. So yeah, there's gonna be something happening. Oh well, those squares. <laughs> yeah, I know we as you can tell, we did not prepare for this. I mean, I've definitely been looking over this chart for days now, yeah. but I keep forgetting what's happening because so much is happening, but nothing's happening in November. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the squares are going to cause tension. I think, what was it last week we had those squares happen? Yeah. And I, I think that was the day that every, all this random news came out on, on Bravo, like with all the Bravo celebrities, like yes that was the square day yes yes and it was it was just like a bunch of really random news when that square was about those squares it but wait what was the what was the news for that because yeah. i like now i'm confused because there was yeah. so much random stuff that happened last yeah. month what was last week what last was week it? i mean 
which was last month in my mind. The Dorit robbery. The Dorit robbery. That's what it was. It was the robbery. It was the robbery. And there was something else that came out that day. And I'm blanking right now. We'll, we'll think about it. There was a couple other things. And I like how I'm referring to things that happen to Bravo celebrities as the news. I know for a second, I was like, what happened last week on the news? I mean, there was, there was like, oh, the shooting, the Alec Baldwin shooting. Yeah. And that's been like literally every morning I turn on the weather and it's just the top news story still. So, um, which I thought was when you talk about the Alec Baldwin then though, um, I think it was Ann Ortley brought up the fact that it was like the Saturn return of the crow shooting. Yes, it, yes, it was, it's, it's, and it's completely linked, um, astro wise, but also exactly kind of like, oh, not exactly, but very similar to, to the accident that happens. Brandon Lee, Mm -hmm. which is like, it was so sad, which is losing people this way out of negligence with guns. Wow. Shocking. That happens in America. Yes. The anyways we can we can go on and on and on about production on that and, one. and toxic masculine energy and guns <laughs> um, all while we're looking at a mars square too yeah saturn. <laughs> yeah so like when you know when mars is squaring saturn you know there is tension and so this would be uh november 10th so be uh, this is so this is leading into that kind of day that we were talking about the 12th and 13th of of kind of like um upheaval that would that would open up a secret or open up a wound right that that needs to come out so before that there's going to be tension so it's almost like this tension is building the upheaval happens to create the eruption to allow allow the secret to come out. And I think this is going to be personal for a lot of people. I think, you know, the examples would be anything from, you know, something in your relationship to work. Like it it, it can definitely be very nitty gritty. Um, but then also collectively it, it, I would, it would just, it's going to be interesting to watch the news. The you should definitely be looking where's, where's what, how Scorpio falls in, in your chart and that will give you some guidance of what, how, that's going to affect you more. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> as I think of my second house, Scorpio. Yeah, this is my fourth house, my house of house of home, house of finances and stability. <laughs> Actually, maybe I'll pretend. Uh, maybe I'll work with full sign. Full <laughs> sign it for a month. <laughs> I, Hey, it's the beauty of having a late degree ascendant. Your entire chart completely changes. It's like, oh, but as we know with how houses work, they all bleed into each other and it doesn't matter because what's going to happen is going to happen anyway. So, yeah. you know, so why don't we move then into, cause then after we have all of this, so we have this eruption, right? We have this upheaval. Then we kind of move into a uh, eclipse season. Yeah. Y'all here we go. Let's go chaos, time warping. Uh, Let's do the time warp dance. Scorpio season. <laughs> Scorpio Sorry season. for my singing people. I know, I, you know what? I, I, I do feel like this, epi- not this episode, but these episodes might have to become a YouTube channel. They have to. 
just, everyone can see our messy buns <laughs> just bopping around <laughs> oh gosh so then we have our um partial lunar eclipse on november 19th it's going to be 3 57 a.m eastern and it's hitting taurus at 27 degrees dun, 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 dun. i mean how do you feel here you know you really need to know where the scorpio taurus access is in your chart to really like see because this is the beginning of the first eclipse of this new series we have what is it one or two one more eclipse in the sag one more eclipse in the sag and then we switch nodes and then then we we switch completely and i have my nodal returns oh oh nodal (laughs) returns my nodal returns are good though yeah i'm happy i'm excited to see what these eclipses bring i'm really not that i'm i'm more excited versus anything because i have my Um, north node in taurus south and scorpio oh so you're as Alyssa's like her brain is no, I was just like, I was like, no yeah because I had got pregnant on my nodal return so I'm not getting pregnant <laughs> just just letting everyone know yeah, that, that's not, not getting that pregnant. doesn't happen for everyone that was my nodal return <laughs> because my Jupiter no. was there my Jupiter sits on my node so oh oh that's nice yeah. yeah, no, nodal returns. I mean, the nodes are interesting. And that, I mean, they play into why we jumped directly from the eclipses. They they run on the same uh, timeline. Yeah. So when the sun and the moon, when you have a new moon or a full moon, I think around, is it around 10 degrees? Yeah. The nodes, the nodes, that's when you're having an eclipse. And so that's how you know that like it's eclipse season. So when you have full moons and new moons, where the nodes are, if it's close enough to the where the nodes are then you have an eclipse and that's what that is what the eclipse is and that's how we know it's eclipse season but with eclipses the energy is like chaotic this is when we don't manifest we don't charge our crystals we don't do anything we let the universe run its course on itself because you can't predict how the energy is going to be for an eclipse And you don't want to put, if you tie something in or manifest something within the eclipse, it could go on to the eclipse like um, path, which it could take, you know, tie the energy and take, you know, two, one and a half, two years for it to like fully like play out. So you don't usually want, you know, things that you're working on manifesting to take that long to play out. So yeah, just kind of a time, it's a good time to take a break from the rituals the all the things that we normally do yeah there's there's a lot of like it's it's hard to talk about like I wouldn't say like hierarchy or levels but this kind of chaos uh like magic is more advanced um and you really just want to even advanced like people who've been doing manifesting and working with this kind of energy forever. Um, it's, it's, it's too unpredictable, especially with the, the Scorpio Taurus access, you know, there's, there's so much construction and destruction on this access that you really, you want to make sure that you, um, you want to 
how did I describe it to myself, to myself in my brain uh, the other day? I was thinking more about just using this full moon as releasing and integrating more than manifesting, like intention setting and manifesting and kind of spell work. It's more releasing what is no longer serving you and like just just like letting things go and then integrating the lessons that you've learned from from the past, from the things yeah. that you needed to release, like really just integrating um, those lessons. Yeah. I really love that for Scorpio though. Cause like, yeah. you know, Scorpios want to hold on and Harbor mm-hmm. and not let things go ever. Mm-hmm. So for Scorpio, like, I think it's good, like good wellness, health and wellness practice. Yeah. Especially with I think the collective may be feeling like they don't want to let stuff go. And, and this, it, this is very fixed energy. So like all of the fixed signs, you know what I mean? So you have Aquarius, Leo, uh, Taurus, and Scorpio. Like you're, if you have, uh, wherever you have your fixed signs, look at the themes of those houses or those planets and see what lives in that area that is ready to be released and um, what needs to be kind of, integrated into your, um, into your daily life and your practice in your mind, body, soul. Um, because this is really a time of just like space, like time and space propelling you forward. That's how I always think of eclipse seasons. So like, it almost like pushes you further down your path faster than you actually are ready for it. So it's almost like this buckle up and like, let's go. And there's just ride the wave and it's going to push you where you need to go. (laughs) Wow. What was that? Um, I was looking up a date and my phone just started playing. (laughs) See, so it's, 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 time and space time and space because <laughs> yeah I mean, um, how do you feel about that no I I agree like a hundred like yeah. sorry I'm like blown off now still by my phone just deciding to randomly play um no but with the um with the eclipse yeah I just I like the idea of there being a time to breathe like mm-hmm I just, and like, if you go back and you look to see like what has like these like last, like if you look at like, cause this last uh, eclipse cycle, this Gemini Sagittarius one, it went really fast. Mm-hmm. It definitely and, you did. Know, like you can see like when it started to look back at the date when it started, but the, it was like a year and a half ago not even a half almost two years ago I think it was like right before COVID it was like right around COVID so I I was just like thinking about how we've been going through this Gemini Sagittarius one giving us all this information while we were sitting at home during COVID this information we were gathering about ourselves about our lives about like how different like we've understood our lives to be from what we thought they were before you know previously And I think that that information that we have gotten and received in these last eclipse cycles has now gearing us up to like, what are we going to be doing with it? And I think this eclipse cycle wants to push us to like, get to the roots and see what like grows from it, you know? 
Yeah. And that, that makes so much sense with the themes to play off of Taurus and Scorpio. It's, you know, Scorpio, it's releasing to transform and then, and then Taurus is to take that seed and build it into, you know, grow it into a new foundation of a life, you know? And I think Um, that's, I just feel like that's so much of where everyone is like, yeah, I, I feel like every time you meet somebody these days, like you, I, I got a spray tan. I'm not going to lie. So I had a spray tan today, had a nice person come over and give me a spray tan. Well, it's your birthday um, because I wanted one really. It feels I very Venus and Capricorn. And, and I wanted a tan. And so I got one for fake, but that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is, is the woman who gave me the spray tan. She was telling me her story of like, she was working high up in fashion, you know, and left like fashion world because of COVID because her mm-hmm. lost her job. And she turned what was this like side hustle, part-time job of doing spray tans into a full-time job. And she's loving her life. She's like feeling better. Like, and I think that's kind of like, I think everyone's kind of in these like stories of like these relationships of like structures of life that weren't working before that you know, I feel like it's actually going back to like cancer Capricorn mm-hmm. access. Yeah. And then we've learned, like we let go of that cancer Capricorn access during those eclipses of these, like, you know, things of these family structures and dynamics that maybe weren't working into like learning into what we really need. And now we're going to see like how this like all grows and like how, how you how we're gonna move it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just kind of like you we can't always like say exactly what we want. And I think that's the thing that you have to realize about the eclipses. It's going to kind of show you what you need to be doing. Yeah. And you're going to get the ability to move in the way that you're actually supposed to be doing it. And I think that's what we're going to see. Yeah. Oh, that's beautifully said. And that's, I mean, that's exactly what, and that's the, I mean, what Alyssa just said about having that mindset is the mindset that you should be moving through for the full moon. So instead of like going through the, your normal checklist of, of manifesting and intention setting and all that kind of stuff, just sit in the energy, you know, sit in it and, and maybe remember what it was like maybe four years ago for yourself. And then two years ago for yourself and where you're at now and maybe do like a writing exercise, like some sort of just like journaling on maybe the past five years and your growth in the past five years and where, where you want to see yourself go, where do you want to put that Taurus energy and not, not manifest it, not make it a manifest Like, you know, just, you know, don't, don't put a lot of energy into it, just a reflection piece. And that's so Scorpio. Yeah. I was going to say, that's just like the ultimate Scorpio thing to go back five years, like do that Google search. Yep. Because we don't have the date sitting in front of us. Otherwise I would tell you, but go back (laughs) for the last like few eclipse cycles. Look at those dates, like look at the last like four or five years, like put those eclipse cycles down, go through your phone, look at the pictures of your phone that correspond with that time period. So you can kind of see where you were and that will trigger some memories. And then you can actually like have a like understanding of where you've been and now where you're going. So the first one was July 13th of 2018, and then it ended January 10th of 2020. But remember, there's always one 
eclipse that starts the cycle before the last one. So there was definitely a Sag Gemini one at the end of 2019 to kind of kick off the COVID vibes. So, so yeah, look back to, um, 2018. It's, It's kind of funny when you think about the fact that we sat inside for a Gemini Sagittarius eclipse cycle yeah. like when insane the irony in that one is is really funny when you actually when you start thinking about it because gemini and sages are two signs that you never really think about being the ones to have to like hunker down they aren't like that's just so not typical and i think that tells you what an eclipse is like it's giving you a complete different energy that was completely unexpected that nobody saw coming and we took the two like most like like on the go. signs yeah. that like want to go do stuff and we made them sit at home <laughs> and you know and it's interesting as someone who has a lot of gemini and sag you know access in their chart it was such a forced stop for forced healing and as a collective that's how it felt like we're such a go 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 collective in the modern world especially here in you know the western world it's just go 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 have all the fun work hard play hard just like you know and having covid you know force you to stop to look on the inside and really um analyze which is very much a gemini trait you know self self analyzing same and then and then taking that analysis and then looking at the big picture which then Mm -hmm. sag would do and go where do i see myself where do i want to learn where do i want to explore and and doing it inward so that then we can move into this next cycle and put those lessons that uh were were lived in our mind and then put it on the ground yeah on the world like we're moving into that star card yes yeah age of aquarius (laughs) (laughs) as we're not gonna sing the song (laughs) i like cruel fate of life i'm a leo rising who loves to sing unfortunately i lack any musical capability (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like just, I'm not a, I'm not a pop star. Yeah. No, you're, you're not a Candace. I wish she seems so old. crazy. I need to find out what year was she born? Cause I wonder if we have the same birthday. Um, Candace, I have it right here. Uh, December 14th, 1986. Oh, she's younger than me. Oh my gosh. She's broke. Yeah. Some of them, some of them, so. <laughs> some of them housewives be very young. <laughs> you know, 34, <laughs> uh, the age of housewife, I guess should be right. But um, she's a, she's a Gemini sun. I mean, Sagittarius sun, Gemini moon too. Yeah, I know. That's why Did I thought you know she, that? I was like, Oh, I wonder if we had the art, the same birthday, oh, which is what's her yeah. rising. Cause I feel like I have nothing. In I don't have her rising. I, I have never wanted to be a star ever in my life, but I'm wondering because, so she must have a, she's in that cap dominant time too. So I wonder if that's like the, all those outer planets are in Capricorn, right? And uh, she, no, she's got a bunch of Sag. And she's a bunch of Sag. Sag. And the only thing in Cap was- uh, Oh, then she didn't Pluto. hit it yet. So it's 86. Not Pluto. Um, uh, Neptune. 
Okay, so it's the late 80s that that Capstellium happened, right? I always forget um, when yeah. that started because I, I have so many like... Capricorn, but it's because it's personal planets. I'm was, not part of the Stellium. At, um, uh, what's her name? Paige. Paige's uh, birth it's chart. Paige's, what is she, like 1990? 92. <laughs> but her, when you Google her birthday, her birthday comes up as like november 6th but then i was listening to a podcast and she said her birthday was november 4th this is why you never trust google no yeah i fall prey to it but when her birthday was november 6th she was going to be look like a scorpio scorpio sun in an aries moon Mm. but no she's a pisces moon but that makes so much more sense though for her and also makes sense on why she's with craig yeah when he's a he's an aquarius an aquarius yeah um okay so let's finish up the month and then let's hop into so then uh, the sun moves into sagittarius november 21st so let's be free but a fly but december is going to be another fun month uh we will once again have a uh fun (laughs) fun episode to talk about december i don't want to get into it now um and then mercury moves into sagittarius on november 24th so speak your truth and don't hold back but practice using your sharp tongue wisely yes so do not i was trying to talk over you (laughs) during you talking about mercury and sagittarius that's what mercury and sagittarius is people yes Yes. sorry (laughs) it's hey listen i talk over every human being in my life out loud and in my head so as a sag son i'm okay with it just let me talk too um yeah so that kind of rounds out uh november the end of the month there's definitely a little reprieve uh when we move into after that full moon even though it's an eclipse and the eclipse vibe kind of rolls for weeks afterwards there's definitely a reprieve uh once we hit sag season um i i do feel like the uh the week of the beginning of our u.s holiday season so you know the thanksgiving thanksgiving eve time it feels okay i i actually don't see much craziness happening i think it'll actually be pleasant to act be with family like it it feels like this is going to be a pretty good time to come together Um, have your friends giving have have a good thanksgiving you know what i love just looking at this real fast. Yeah. Um, Thanksgiving's the 25th, right? Yeah. It's a Leo moon. Yeah. Which I kind of love that for Thanksgiving. I love that for Thanksgiving. It's going to be I a fun a Leo show. moon for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then so we're in, it's a Sag, um, Sag sun, Leo moon. And then, you know, you'll place your rising sign if you want to do your chart uh, on when you're having, like where you are in the world. Um, and then on the 25th, we have, Mercury is opposite, is in opposition to the North Node in Gemini. Mm-hmm. So I think there's going to be a lot of big discussions at your dinner table, but actually people are going to listen. It's yeah, not going to be so. like last year when you sat across from that one family member that you now don't talk to anymore. It's going to be more the family member that was on Zoom <laughs> or, on Zoom, or on Zoom. Yes, yes. Uh, there's going to be more um, actual communication 
in person and in a way that is going to be more healing and less disruptive, less fighting, less chaos. That's how it feels for Thanksgiving as a, for the collective, your individual family yeah. up to you. I, I also like that Mars is trining uh, Neptune, which yeah. kind of feels like neutralizing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Which might I be think it's gonna thing you know do. when you were a kid and you had a family holiday and it was like magical because everyone just like the parents drank a little too much and everyone ate a lot and you were a kid playing with your cousins and it was great like it's that kind of energy like there's gonna be a lot of action but it's gonna be dreamy yeah I feel that I feel like just looking at those transits on that day and seeing that moon I'm like yeah I feel like this is a good healing yeah Thanksgiving for people that, you know, and that could be many different things that could be inviting that family member that you don't want, or actually severing ties and inviting people that you do want in your life, you know, really take it as a very personal decision that this is going to be a healing Thanksgiving. And it's up to you with where that healing lives. Um, because it really just depends on your personal family, but it, it does feel healing and almost like a closure, like a closure on, on what was and then moving, moving past that. But yeah, I mean, that really wraps up, uh, you, did I do? Yeah. Mercury and Sagittarius. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You did it. Cause I yeah, interrupted I did it. you during that one. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> Oh, that's, I'm like looking at my Bravo notes. Cause like, you know, obviously I have to put Bravo notes on our, on my little sheet that I have. I'm like, I don't even know why, but I have Candace Sag drama, Candace from Potomac and her God, Sag. I'm looking forward to talking about all the Sages. So let's talk about Sag. I have like uh Garcelle. I put Sag Diva, but we can talk about that now or we can wait until uh, oh, December. Why don't, or do you want to talk about Scorpios? You want to talk about Paige and, uh, well yeah Paige and I think like like here's my hot takes of the moment yeah um I think Winter House is probably the most fun show to watch so you know what Winter House is to me it's the real world with people our age now like it's like what we loved watching when we were like you know young teenagers and like tweens and like now we get to watch people our age do the stupidest like they're they're in their late thirties. A lot of these people. <laughs> well, it's so, like, yeah, you get like, you got it. There's like a boatload of like younger. Yeah. There's the like, younger, like whatever they're zenials or whatever they are. But yeah, Craig and Austin are like, and Kyle. Kyle's all, almost Kyle's 40. Right. And, and close isn't to 40 isn't, is Lindsay like, older. I think Lindsay's, Lindsay's like a little younger. I think she might I be mean, my age. Not, yeah. Which is fine. I mean, a party I mean, go for it. This past, I have been chilling with we made new friends in our little town and i have had more social gatherings in the matter of this past month than i have in years and everyone and it's like parties like eventually when the kids can just feed themselves it's going to be like winter house at the parties that i have with my new friends (laughs) um i love that for you and i'm very so excited they all think Uh, i'm insane though i think but i am but, but they're yeah. all they're all quirky. I love I love this new group of friends that I that I've uh, cultivated because I feel like I manifested Amazing. them. That's really nice. Yeah. That's so good. I know. Thanks. <laughs> Your social 
But you're, a, I mean, you're a social person. You need to have social I, activities. So this is how I would always describe myself. And I feel like this is the most Sag, Sun, Gemini, Moon, Virgo rising. I love to be at a crowded bar alone. Like I love to sit at a bar by myself and just watch everyone and then have casual conversations with strangers, nothing deep or find the random drunk. And we talk about like the meaning of life, but I just, I love being social, but without commitment. (laughs) I like a crowded, okay. With my Aries moon, my Leo rising and my Scorpio sun. I love a crowded, I love to go to a bar. I like to go to a dark bar. Yeah, dark. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I like something kind of like edgy, undergroundy, like a little dirty. Yeah. And then I like to just sit and watch people and talk about them. Oh, that that's too. my idea yeah. of a real good yeah. time. Yeah. That's that, like, you find that dark booth in the corner. Yes. It, that booth would be at Back Rudy. to the wall. Yes. <laughs> it out. yeah I do love those so that's one of the reasons why I feel like I loved having Scorpio girlfriends like most of my friends when I was in my 20s were Scorpios because like I loved being a part of that but I would never start that you know what I mean like I loved being the like I loved being like oh that's my Scorpio friend she's gonna get that creepy booth in the corner and we're gonna sit and make fun of everyone but I would get up and go and talk to the random dude about nothing and they would probably be making fun of me because I wasn't flirting with the guy. I was just talking to him about like, I don't know, space. <laughs> so, I don't know. Rocks. Rocks. Rocks are cool. 100%. Let <laughs> show you my rock collection. <laughs> Look at, they're in my pockets. Here they are. Hold on, I have some in my bras. Here they I don't are. know how I got married. <laughs> you met somebody else who likes bra rocks? <laughs> yeah, I did find his rock collection. I did. I w- it was our, like the first time I went over to his apartment and I had to grab something out of his closet because it was like also the pantry because, you know, studio apartment. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I wonder what the satchel is. Obviously, I'm going to look in it. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's a bunch of crystals. I was like, I'm going to marry this man. Like that was the sign. That was it. A satchel of rocks. It was like a black leather satchel. So Capricorn. God, that's really funny. Oh gosh, yeah. So that's uh, yeah. That's that's where I'm at. Um, I don't know where that has nothing to do with Bravo. No, it's fine. I I like to be a personal anecdotes. All stemming off of I like Winter House. I've always been a fan of summer house since day one, one, because I understand those people. Like we understand New Yorkers who go to the Hamptons. We get it. I I mean, it's just part of how I grew up and also the people that like I avoided so much when I went out there with my family and friends, (laughs) but I I understand that life way too poor. Even when, when I was in my twenties, like I just could never like have the money together yeah, to go do that. Well, like that, that's what, that's the beauty of just going for the weekend and finding a friend who was doing it. You know what I mean? But like, I was lucky because yeah. like 
we had like family stuff like that and like other friends who had family stuff more like how uh, Hannah was it was like oh our family just has a house out there because they bought it like in the 70s when it was worth nothing (laughs) you know what I mean um but yeah just the people that like do that kind of stuff I just I I love watching it because I'm like I just judge them so hard because I just know them like I don't know them I don't know Lindsay yeah I I know Kyle but like I I know those people. Uh, yeah, like I, I feel like there was a, a season like there was a fit model on Summer House, and I was like, oh, oh, there I was. Know, oh my gosh, I yes. know that fit. Like I don't know her personally, but like, like I work in fashion. Like I work it with like all these people who work in these kind of similar industries, mm-hmm. and these like I know all the girls who I worked with who did do the Hamptons. Yeah, especially those first two seasons when it was like like the legit group of friends. It was like, yeah, I know exactly. Those are the people I told my mom not to rent their house to, which they did. And then my mom came back to her house and found all of their bikes stolen, holes punched through the wall and uh, like 20 people sleeping in their living room when they were supposed to only have like three people renting out their house. (laughs) My My mom grabbed one of the kids and like drag them to an ATM <laughs> and said, I want all of my money for this. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> but it was just like, I mean, like that's that's the energy. And it's yeah. fun to watch because I feel like that's just, you know, that's that was how yeah. yeah. It's just all, fun to yeah. watch. But I enjoy seeing the progression of that show almost more than I have Vanderpump rules as these off of these non-housewife shows. Like yeah. the progression of Winter House has felt so much uh healthier and like growing and not as toxic and even though it's drama filled it's not it's not um it's not sad yeah there's like an overall arching sadness with Vanderpump yeah and it just is like the gang's been broken up what we're left with is kind of like stripped down I still like the people that we have there like we're rooting for them but we don't see like there's like kind of like the inauthenticity like this whole shorts and sandy thing where we see kind of like 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 I feel like the Sandoval is still overriding shorts and it's just kind of like it's the same it's the same conflicts for the past 10 years and like the thing is is like you know, it's frustrating because you watch it and you see Sandoval act that way and then disrespect his best friend's wife. And Katie is not even being wrong in this situation. Like, and for a long time, Katie used to be like, I mean, I never disliked Katie, but I would always be like, she just needs to stop drinking. Like, that's really what it was. It was like, Katie just needs to like chill out a little. Other than that, I never disliked her. Um, But it was- I'm not gonna lie. I'm a huge you're not Katie a, fan. You're not? I yeah. I mean, I'm not like a I know, I love her. Oh, you love her. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think she's back in the day. It was fun to watch when you're 20, you know, three, 24 doing the text messaging stuff. It's fine. But now seeing her grown, it's like Sandoval, it's like, dude, you're almost 40. This is your best friend's wife. And you're saying that she's walking all over him. Like they're partners in life. <laughs> Yeah. Like it's just, it's, and even his partner in life is like, dude, chill out. Like, yeah. like what are it's, it's, it's almost like a put on, like almost too produced by themselves. But at the same time, I'm like, I actually feel like this is how he feels and he's being a little whiny brat, but 
I don't know. Like I, I almost don't care enough. And I feel bad for even saying that because I do, I've, I've always been a fan of the show, but ever since the, the core group, like I've always hated Jax. I always yeah. like hated that kind of vibe, but like Stassi and her stuff, like, I don't think she, she could have come back with all of the crap that she did. Same with Kristen. Kristen was gone for years in my mind, but like, there's just, it's just, it, it needed to end or needed to become something new. Like it needed to yeah. be like Tom, Tom, not Vanderpump rules. And just yeah. like a new staff and Tom, or like just about Tom and Katie maybe. And like Ariana and, and Tom, like just them four, I could have done a show about, but like this off shooting, it's, I, I don't, it's I don't know. It's not working in yeah. a way that I want it to be working. And I, really really wanted the show to come back like I'm so happy about it and I like I genuinely care about these like, yeah these castmates like I, I genuinely care because well, we've like, been watching them happening. for almost 10 years but truly. it's just like I'm like where is this going like what is happening here and I'm just kind of felt like uh like why am I watching this and why are you why are you guys on this and like even with like the Lala stuff and the new stuff that's coming out about Randall and just like and then watching them with their babies it's like I would have preferred to watch a show with all of the moms honestly and like what they're going through because I would love to see first-time moms who are all in their mid-30s you know early mid-30s trying to do this whole thing and mom in LA like I would have loved to seen that and I know they probably couldn't with Stassi and the problematic stuff but like there might have been this could have been a more of a redemption thing and you yeah, know I feel like that was just like a missed opportunity because honestly like I mean it's hard with the Stassi thing but also at the same time like I'm I'm still like root for Stassi to do I, I've always been a Stassi fan even yeah. when she was crazy like she's like that crazy friend that everyone has that you still talk to because they're still endearing yeah. in an odd way like but like watching Lala leave a party because she has to be a mom like I've been there I know that feeling yeah. like I, I get it yeah but it's like when you're a new mom, you can't be hanging out with your party friends and like you're that wedge it seems that's forced. Driven. Like they all like her and 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 you know Sheena had got their separate houses and this and that's yeah. great. Like bring your kid, like still have your life. I want to see that because that's real life. Going to a wedding when you have a three month old or going to these events, like this is part of life. But like when it's supposed to be for entertainment value, I would prefer it. I it's almost like. I feel like feel bad that like they have to be there for production. It's yeah. almost like my mom guilt like kind of comes in. I'm like, I don't like want to see you here because like, do you want to be here? Like, not like saying that they don't have to, like there should be a balance obviously, but like, it didn't seem like they wanted to be there. Yeah. Like, I mean, when I'm sorry, but when you have a brand new baby is putting on going out clothes and like filming like party scenes, something you really want to be doing when you have a brand new baby, like I like Sheena her baby and then she started filming and then she's at like the the Rachella and she's at like that dinner and I'm just like I I was like a wreck yeah and I can't especially as a first time mom like full of having to do that like I I can't it's just and 
I'm excited to see the fact that they're able to do that, not able, but like have the support of like help and like community. And that's really, really cool. And also knowing timing and not going out too crazy and being like, we're going to be here for two hours and then leave. And it's nice to see people set boundaries and show that on TV. But when it's Vanderbump rules and that's the format that you're having to play with, it doesn't work. It needs to be a completely different show. Like I want to see the dynamics of the moms, or even if it's just Sheena and Brock, or, I mean, honestly, I don't think I want to watch Lala. Um, not because I don't like her. It's just, I don't, I don't think her, what? Hard to relate to her. Yeah. It's just hard to relate. And also like how she just comes across and her relationship with Rand is just, it's a different energy, but like, I would totally watch Sheena navigate, motherhood with then adding on like the friend drops in of Ariana or Katie and then you know Stassi I mean I don't know if they're talking and stuff but like you know like yeah they're I think they're all talking right they're all talking yeah I feel like motherhood just was like yeah this what happens is like all of our old stuff just goes away and we become friends but yeah I just I don't know about Vanderpump Rules I I hope that they explore other options because I do I would love to continue watching Katie and Tom's journey yeah and like how vulnerable katie's been this season with what she's going through i honestly can't imagine like as a person who like like i've tried to have a second kid and couldn't have one and like going through fertility things and going through all the options like i i know how hard Mm -hmm. that is and like at least i was able to have one kid but i saw all my kid friends when i was trying to have a second kid all have their kids their first kids and not being able to get pregnant at that time was like it was a really hard like time to go through and I I feel so much for Katie in that situation because like we we know we like you know how hard it must have been on her to see all of her best friends I mean literally all of her best friends had had babies within six months of each other yeah and like, and it's, and that's the thing, like she was even told Lisa, like we are trying, or we did try, like they started trying before everyone else did, yeah. you know, and then finding out that she's in pretty great shape and it's Tom and it's, you know, one of those things where it's like, you know, you, you see, you see the struggle and, and shift. And I, I do hope that, you know, I, 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 and then finding out about their abortion that they had, like, I thought it was just a really, I want to see them. And I like, I don't want to, I want to see Sandoval be like a guest star, but I want to see it. I want to see a show with Tom and, and Katie, like I really would, because I don't think she's getting enough screen time this year because she doesn't have She's not partying. She's not working at Sir. She's not working at Pump. Like she's not doing anything that's qualifying her for the show. But you know she's doing stuff. Yeah, you know she's she not just pod- sitting around. Yeah, she has her podcast. I know she does her. She has her own podcast now, yeah. and she's doing that. And I'm sure she does other things that we not like a privy to because she seems to keep her life kind of a private. little more private. Yeah, and. I'm just like rooting for her and Tom so much. And I think the vulnerability that they're showing is like the most, I think with their story and Sheena and Brock, like talking about all the things that they're going through, I think. And then I love Ariana. Like I really do. Um, But I like listening to, I like seeing their actual personal stories and it's just like versus the weird other 
yeah, Vanderpump. Yeah, like I almost feel like there's this hold that Lisa Vanderpump has because she's probably she's probably a producer of some sort. Yeah, and that she has some sort of hold over it and it's more about her ego versus the actual stars of the show because she's not a star of the show. She's not. They're like barely bringing her into film, but you know, she's like- And she's she's saying, nope, this is how it has to be. And like, you know what? Then what she should have done was five years ago, got rid of this entire cast and started new. Like really the second that like half of the members left, which- (laughs) which was about five years ago. Yeah. So it's just, it's a weird, it's a weird situation right now with uh, Vanderpump rules, but I'm excited to see where it goes. I I mean, rooting for you Vanderpump. We're rooting. rooting. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy everyone on the show. Honestly, even Sandoval, I enjoy. I'm not going to not watch. Of course I'm going to watch. And I, I just think they're doing them wrong. I think that's what it is. It's like, I feel like there's something that's just not, it's not right with the formula that's happening and they just need to it needs to be yeah. become almost two different shows like Vanderpump Rules is a bunch of new people you know what I mean with like Charlie and all the like and that and then it's some of the core group or just Katie and Tom or just the Toms and like we go from there yeah and yeah. Then that's the sh- like that's what's been needing to happen for like the last few years and yeah. I thought when they brought it back after COVID that but they still kind of like they can't seem to cut the cord no and I'm assuming there has to be some reason with with production because from a stand like from a creative standpoint it would make so much more sense to make more money off of having two different shows I mean Bravo Um, needs shows they have a lot of time spots to fill we don't need to keep watching Chris Lee knows best don't don't get me started I have only watched clips of that show because I, I accidentally turned it on and I just can't. Um, I just the can't. worst that happens for me is I fall asleep and I wake up and it's just been playing and it's like been in my dreams because it was been playing in the <laughs> background. And I'm like, wake up and I'm like, no. Why? Why am I supporting this show? Oh, oh gosh. So what's your next uh, favorite show that's been going on right now? Or how, how are you feeling about the reunion the beverly hills reunion um still <laughs> so november oh <laughs> it's i i thought it was gonna be more than what it is i'm not gonna lie same i honestly i don't think it needed to be for i part. thought they hyped it up a lot more than there was like of course there's moments here and there like and but most of the stuff that i've enjoyed was like the resolutions and talking between the other cast members Mm -hmm. it's not the erica stuff the stuff with the erica i actually find to be like kind of the cringiest to watch because her her just like narcissistic attitude kind of like it's just like i can like i feel feel it through the screen yeah it's it's hard it's just like it's not coming across well but like Kyle like the Kyle and Kathy montage and like Ugh. that's them like I love like their stuff and I even I didn't like- hate the Rena Garcelle stuff honestly like I didn't hate I, I mean she you know all of that annoys me but any sort of like but Crystal and Sutton like, and Garcelle so like and Dorit like I feel like all of their dialogue and like conversation and like 
the things that they've been going through and talking about, I thought was very like, you know, they had resolutions to like fights and they talked about the things that happened to them and like talked about the personal stuff. And I thought everything that they covered within their, those, the different, their, I'm like, I always want to call them characters, but they're not characters, but like personalities, their, their, their relationships. Yeah. Themselves. (laughs) Themselves. Which I've enjoyed all that, but I'm just struggling with the thing that we all thought we wanted to see is the thing that I'm struggling with the most. I would have preferred it to be a one-off from Andy doing it. Cause I think the questions he's asking are actually pretty like not hard hitting, but they're good questions. They're the questions that should be asked, but it should have been a one-off with her alone and like him going at it. And then her not come to the reunion because honestly, she's not resolving anything with her, any of the people on the her couch. Facial, her facial responses to people's talking is hard to watch. I mean, they keep panning over to her with her like like anger of like ugh, disgust and like that's hard to watch. But yeah, like remember when Luann like did the sit down in yes. the Hamptons? Yes. With oh, that was so good. That was yeah, that was what we needed. Yes. You're right, 100% on that. Cuz I think that would have been better just to put it in its own like container. its own own place because Beverly Hills would have been a wonderful season, even without the Erica stuff. If Erica, none of this stuff happened with Erica and she was just her kind of, I'm in the background promoting myself and I'm in and out of people's relationships. Cause that's really what she has been for a very long time. She's just like this staple character that kind of comes in and out of, of, of fights and discord, but she's, she really is a secondary character that just is a one-off personality in my mind. Um, but it, even if none of that happened, the, the drama between Crystal and Sutton, the drama mm-hmm. between Renna and Garcelle and the drama between Dorit throwing herself into all of it, just because she needed a storyline was great enough. And then adding in Kathy with Kyle, Kyle is the potster. Cause she truly is the potster of that group. And then Kathy as the comedy, like the comic relief, it would have been a beautiful season, like one of like a really good, well-rounded season of drama, mm-hmm. even without the Erica stuff. And I almost yeah. feel like it foreshadowed like, and we also like we had all of the information beforehand. Like we've been watching it on the news and reading it in and you know on the internet. Like we know what's going on. Like it's a timely thing. So yeah. there's no aha happening at the reunion. Yeah. The biggest takeaways I've had from like what was happening with the Erica stuff is like all the different like astrological events that happened as it was going on. Cause we had like, we had the eclipse in December where there was a big thing that happened. We had the uh, great conjunction. Mm -hmm. Then we had the, in January, it was like, there was like the full full moon and then like square and like all of these things are playing out like simultaneously with like these big things that were happening with Erica and I found to watch for me that was the thing that I found like the most entertaining I was like look at how this is lining up astrologically well, yeah I mean because that's the beauty of comparing reality tv show to astrology it's it's a it's a perfect case study to see timing of events um that's not personal for you because whenever you're doing it for yourself you're always muddied with your own personal judgments and 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 kind of like 
hangups that it's like, oh, that's not happening, but it is, and I'm not going to witness it. But watching someone else go through it and analyzing their charts with what's happening in the transits um, and just like what's happening in the cosmic weather, it's such a great case study for not the, um, I wouldn't say like, saying that like people should believe in astrology but it's just an it's another it's more data collection for well, the the bucket remember <laughs> that there was the episode where um kathy was talking about like this is a different like full moon and it's like happens once in a whatever it was yeah. and then she's like no it was like an eclipse it was the eclipse yeah it was the eclipse, was the eclipse. and was, i was like yeah stop manifesting stop manifesting yeah, yeah. And, and then, then like, like that's when erica blew, erica up, the blew up the candle <laughs> i was like don't do it don't, don't do it Eric. you're tying yourself to this freaking eclipse series lucky and for her she the has she truly has and the how this eclipse season has played out like the eclipse cycle has played out for her is just exactly a sag gemini well, <laughs> eclipse energy funny. Now, now that we say this think about this last eclipse that's coming up in the cycle what's going to happen with erica on that eclipse i would not be surprised if she has if either she's exonerated not exonerated but just not charged like the anything anything legal becomes is just dismissed and it's all a tom issue or if she gets indicted or if she has some sort of a december i think what was the when's the last eclipse it's- because she's been cited in you know the lawsuits yeah um but there's going to be some sort of finality i, w- I would i would say that it, at least a finality in this who knows her her legal troubles will probably keep going for a very long yeah. time because of this because she's going to be personally sued left and right for the rest of her life um but to cover up tom well, it's also like, if you think about it too, we have the Saturn Uranus square happening, the final one and Tom with his Uranus return. Yeah. I wouldn't, I mean, I mean, I don't want to say anything Yeah, dire, but it's, it's not looking pretty. Yeah. I would, that could also, I think be a, like, there's like th- those two, like, I'm interested to hear like with the last square and then the final eclipse in the cycle like how it lines up with the two of them like it's I think so funny be an interesting thing to see it's funny because it's very similar to um the political lineup with like the u.s political stuff with yeah. you know with the past presidency and this presidency <laughs> it's yeah. it's very interesting how uh this bravo drama and with tom and specifically in his age it's very yeah. similar yeah it, to it, it's, it's that's really true that's funny. right because I I, yeah. I don't I would well, not be surprised if they're not that far off in age well and the th- funny thing to me was is that they got married right around it was not like exactly but it was close to the last great conjunction and then they got divorced on the other great conjunction you know I mean they're that 20 year cycle we're on cycles right which is like boom changed the life boom really changed the life I mean, (laughs) so yeah, I mean, that's how I feel about Erica. I like, I almost don't, it's sad because I just don't care anymore. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that like, she makes me not want to care. I care about those victims. I feel bad for the victims and I feel bad for the other housewives that had to navigate this. Like 
that's a shitty thing to have to navigate in your friend group where some of these people are your close friends, but a lot of them are not your close friends. So imagine having to navigate something like this with someone that you barely know. Coworker. Yeah, your coworker. And that coworker is dragging you down. And rightfully so to check and make sure that you're not going to be legally bound to being brought into court for what you say on national TV to someone who's being accused of horrific things. Yeah. So, I mean, is, an, is enough of a tough one. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, we're about to start the Jen Shaw. I know I didn't watch this past week's episode yet. I just watched it, but I saw a clip of, from watch what happens with, uh, I haven't watched that yet, but um Andy saying the next two weeks are like yeah I think that's when it's all gonna go down I'm interested to see Jen Shaw is another she's like a she's she's someone though who has seems like I'm like rooting for her like (laughs) there's something likable about her because she's defensive in a way that isn't strategic Erica's Aquarius moon makes her cold and strategic and overly thoughtful in how she moves Jen and which makes you not likable yeah Jen Shaw is insane and probably did all these things just to gain wealth and didn't care about hurting people but for some reason she's still likable and it's because it's how she emotes it's the language she uses well there's a there's a fiery warmth to her like even when she sat down with Brooks right like I almost was like oh I actually think her apology is genuine yeah like there's like surprising I I don't know it'll be interesting to see how it plays out yeah and I'm not wishing any harm on her but I would I I don't how it looks it's almost like how I think about like even Teresa and her legal stuff like I don't judge Teresa on her legal actions like I think what she did was silly and stupid for following her husband who was very stupid Teresa of of all of this is the one who's actually the least like like capable she just signed the papers I don't think she knew what she was doing I don't think I she was in a very traditional marriage where her husband said sign this and I do think Erica is trying to play that card and almost use the Teresa playbook and I do think that Erica probably signed a lot of random things and didn't know a lot of things but Erica was always calculated when it came to her marriage she knew what she married into she knew what type of life she was marrying into Teresa married the boy who lived down the street and their parents knew each other from birth. Like it's a different energy of trust and yeah. how you move through your relationship. Yeah. 100%. So you can't play that card of like, I didn't know any better. It's like, but you married this man yeah. that was powerful, that already had a lot of baggage when it came to lawsuits when you married him. Mm-hmm. So like there's, there's a little bit of a, a personal accountability, even though you can't like, even if she, I, you know, I, I would not be surprised if he abused her emotionally and probably physically, I would not be surprised, Yeah. you know, but at the same time, there's a little bit of a difference of what you're walking into at a certain age and energy level. So it's a, it's a hard one. Cause there's no victim blaming. Like she, she had probably had a sucky life, but at the same time, how she's, uh, 
how she's moving through it, she's still pretending like to be expensive is great. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's expensive to be me. Very much so. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm trying to think if there's any other. Um, I mean, Potomac, I'm really pumped for the oh. reunion. All I can say about Potomac is that I'm so appreciative of their color coordinating dresses oh they look i mean beverly hills i mean as someone who doesn't really care about fashion um i mean i love beautiful things i love aesthetics but like i don't understand why they can't just pick a palette and go with it you're gonna be on tv together i don't i'm mad about their opening beverly hills's opening with their dresses oh i know they did they did garcelle dirty mess of the reunion looks like you had every look going from left to right of the freaking reunion of their looks. And then you see Potomac walk out in this like gorgeous array of pink. Oh, the ombre kind of effect with the mat, with the set, like, like beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. I mean, I, Potomac is just so well-rounded and how it does. You know, overall, the women of the oiled machine, the, the overall, and this comes from my husband, he thinks that the Potomac women are the most beautiful collectively. I actually think that that's, I agree. He like, he will sit and watch and he's like, these women are beautiful. Like all of the other ones, like New York reminds him of like my mom's people. Yeah. So And his mom, like it, it, you can't. Beverly Hills, he's too much filler. You like can't. And like, he's like Potomac. There's just this like gorgeousness about these women. Oh gorgeous they really are like robin is one of the most beautiful women giselle oh that face you know who i mean i think even even karen robin Robin is gorgeous i sometimes i'm just like robin is like low like low key like robin when she was depressed in her bed with the blankets up over her face poking out i was like this lady is the most beautiful person i've ever seen pretty like sometimes, like sometimes their like their fashion choices go a little awry. Yeah, but but they, they dress like real women in America. They, real they women are, aren't getting Louis Vuitton for, sent to them. Like, like people I would actually be friends with, except they have a little bit more money than me. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. They're the suburban dream. They yeah. like really Potomac is that suburban housewife dream versus these the city um, locations. Like Dallas had the same energy, but it was a little more urban, like like city wise urban. You know, like that kind of like because they were in Dallas. A lot of the women, even their houses, even though it was like the neighborhood away, yeah. <laughs> but like Potomac feels grand. Like it feels like manicured lawns. It fe- it feels like I don't yeah. know it's just it's so good I, I love Potomac I mean and it really frustrates me because as someone who has very similar placements as me Candace really brings it down for me Candace she needs it, to it just like pre- stop it seems like the previews from what you're seeing of the reunion she's just not she doesn't have to say things so there's like there's shade and there's funny shade and like, I think a lot of what Giselle and Karen's banter back and forth is I'm going to shade you, mm-hmm. but there's a lightheartedness to it. There's still a little love behind it. There's still a little respect. It's respect. Yeah. But with Candace, it's just low and 
I mean, when she was saying the things about Ashley and like Ashley just having the beat, like even though she came back and I think oh, like apologized for it, but like it didn't feel that, genuine. That doesn't though. feel nice. It's just and then like her throwing the salad and like the like with and then stuff she says about Mia's mom, like it's just not. I, I it wish doesn't that she sit would right. Just, I wish she would just if she would stop making those low blows. Like we all want to like want to like Candace. But she makes it really hard to like her. <laughs> like, stop. like, I love the, all, she does so many things. Like, shoot, that's the part of her that I, I connect with. I'm like, she's doing a thousand things and doing them well. And it's like, that's kind of how I roll. Like, do like a thousand things and hopefully do them all well. <laughs> you know, like it's, she, I, I don't dislike her energy. I didn't, I didn't love how they were pushing the whole stepmom thing in the beginning, you know, like with her bonus children, I thought it felt a little forced, but also I was like, maybe if this is who she really is, I want to see it. Chris and her's marriage, it does not seem great. I'm not going to lie. I don't know where the, the discord is coming. I think it's probably coming from both of them. Um, But I want to see that Candace. I don't, we don't need a, an aggressor in this group. The shade is enough. She's just the aggressor to be an aggressor. And that's how it feels. Yeah. She just needs to, I just wish she would stop. Cause like, I, like, I enjoy her singing. I enjoy her like funny, like fashion choices. Like I, that girl trip that she hosted when she, and she was actually pretty good at like the one that she didn't invite Ashley to, but then Ashley came, she was actually in good spirits and she was, playing with the group well and she was throwing shade with having that dance contest but it like was fun like it that I was like I want to see that but I I don't understand her violence and that's the thing like it's really it's like it's like she has like a personal violence and I, I I would not be surprised if it's the fact that of how she grew up with her mom her mom is that relationship is not okay and it needs to not be a relationship anymore it'd be Um, interesting to see her like understand her mom's chart to understand her she's an aquarius her mom i feel like her mom has said that off oh she has oh yeah off off cuff like she's been like oh well i'm an aquarius like i remember seeing that a while ago and i was like oh that makes sense and i think she's a i think she's a psychiatrist too oh yeah I was gonna say because her mom seems like a Libra or an Aquarius. I wasn't sure which. So there, there you go. So it's very similar. I'm like, I feel it. You're like, oh, I know it. I know that. Um, but I just there's just such a there's like a sadness, and it makes me sad for her that she gets so upset, and she is very triggered, and everything triggers her when there are things that shouldn't. Like Ashley's a potster, but she does it in ways that it's like it doesn't come across it doesn't come across unlikable. It comes across. Okay. Like when Ashley walks into a room, stirs the pot and leaves, I'm happy for it because she did her job and she does it in a way that's not truly hurtful. She doesn't, that's how I think. We understand the job. Like Potomac gets what the job is. They do their job and we enjoy watching it. Very few, I think housewives franchises get like all the different nuances of all the different jobs that need to be covered. Like they're like, okay, like we let's walk down the line and like make sure everyone's like running this assembly line of how to do the show. And like they seem to have gotten the notes. Yeah. And that's the thing that like you know why we struggle with different like 
the thing is that they're all still like there's like this core group that have been with the show from the get-go yeah and, and it's still there and it's still not as like you know what are they in their fifth season sixth season and I don't remember fifth or sixth yeah, I think it's like, fifth yeah but they're just not at the point where you see like the like you know the older more established franchises where I think once you've been on that for so long it's just like you become you think that you're more than the show yeah no there's they still have that kind of um novice newbie energy which is I think needed I think they're I think it's because the show was successful but not like a runaway hit like some of the other earlier ones you know what I mean like it was one of the first uh cities that like wasn't like a big a super like a superstar kind of vibe and it like was a slow burn and then a slow grow and like so I think there's there's that um like none of them have really made it like big you know I mean they all have like I mean Giselle has her side stuff Robin has her side like you know they all have their stuff but it's not like one's the new Nini links or leaks Robin needs to hire me to design prints for her hats because literally she's using stock art hat Art and I know nuts you and should nuts. you should really reach out I've, you should really like consulting Robin I will make you some prints like just just show me what you need I can make you the prints so you don't have to use stock art so you can have your own prints all right Robin if you're listening um <laughs> we'll at you we'll uh we'll send you this episode we love your hats and we also think you're the most beautiful person in the world yes, I love and we Robin. love your story and we love your relationship with Juan because it's a real relationship okay not everything has to be married and whatever i just want better for her but i really want her to not have to use stock art hats yes yes Alyssa is really great at making prints this is what she does (laughs) um but yeah i think that's i love potomac and i just i'm really excited to see what uh uh, oh gosh uh, Nicki minaj is going to do at the reunion i mean i feel like that's why potomac does four episodes is that there's just like an extra hour of Nicki minaj which will be entertaining i think she goes at everyone i mean i feel like i watched one of the andy cohen episodes and he was just like yeah Nicki did not hold back on anyone like she was oh, i guess she went hard on she's going hard on giselle so i think that should be interesting to see this is if there's someone who can hold their own against Nicki minaj i'm pretty sure giselle can i actually think all of the women probably could but i could see her like cracking candace it'll be fun to watch i'm but, i mean yeah, i know i'm really excited to see why i think that's the reason why it's a four-parter is just yeah they have that yeah they have that extra add-in person have, like, a star a guest star yeah. Which maybe we'll change this might be the introduction of a f- new format change Can i mean i could like, see it i I've, mean they need it they need spots to fill because they're losing because covid really pushed back production they're obviously doing this because they need well, they like they need to like bring out like casey wilson onto like a reunion oh gosh and like do God. her questions like now they need those like superstar or Sarah. I want a Sarah Paulson. Also, wait, 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 wait. I, we need to c- wrap up soon because we've been talking yes. for a very long time. But listen, I, I need you, the new chick from the new chick from Salt Lake City. I don't remember her name. Angie? The one who's friends with Jen, but then got in a fight with Jen because of the caterers. Angie. 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 She yeah. looks like Sarah Paulson. 
Oh yeah, she looks identical to Sarah Paulson. It's real like creepy. she looks like if Sarah Paulson decided to play a real housewife. You know what I'm saying? You know how she changes, like, you know how she changes her affects really well and like her how she actually looks when she's yeah. acting. I mean, I side note and she sounds like her. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I, I just need that out there. I, I need Sarah Paulson to become my it, friends like, because I feel like we're really good friends. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. No, we need to like, we need like I'm hope I I don't know who like Bravo person is out there listening to this in this world. I'm like looking in this like sky, but <laughs> the Bravo like, angels really kind of like, I'm excited to see how this Nicki Minaj thing goes, but yes. I love this idea of bringing out these like superstar fans to come out and like, well, cause do- there's so many big ones. Like it's not yeah. just like random little celebrities. Well, I mean, like, they, they said Harry Styles watches Beverly Hills and then asked for cameos or whatever for his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, this the fact that more- Jason Sudeikis, mother was in the audience the other night well, was I the thinking- best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. She's the cutest so, woman. Did we put this all together though? Because his ex-wife is olivia yes, olivia munn or munn. olivia wilde no, olivia, olivia wilde another scandal styles. so yeah. olivia wilde must watch all the housewives yeah, and they probably that's how and yeah because then they got the the like husbands like involved in or boy whatever boyfriends yeah or partners partners yeah <laughs> i'm like whatever the correct term is to watch all the shows so olivia wilde is sitting at home like watching new york and beverly hills at least oh yeah oh yeah Oh yeah. And like, so, okay. So we have, who else is another big one that comes on and is always like awestruck when they see, oh, the other chick who's friends with, um, Sarah Paulson, who's also an American horror story with the blonde hair. Why can't I think of her name? Yeah. She's always on bitch sesh with Casey and Danielle. Yeah. I always forget her name. Oh, why am I blanking on it? But she's also really famous would be awesome. Sarah yeah. Paulson. A lot of those American, a lot of American horror story. Well, it's because it's Ryan Murphy. Like, yeah. I mean, makes sense. It just makes sense. Okay, of course, he would cast people that he loves and can have conversations with about Real Housewives because I think he really does. I mean, gosh, Mimi yeah. Links was <laughs> on on what should we call it? Glee. Glee. Oh goodness. There's just so many of these celebrities that would do so well. I mean, and I know he's controversial, but like even Michael Rappaport. <laughs> yeah. I used to really like Michael Rappaport. Me but too. He's shifted. I can't. I've kind of like, there's been just too many things that he's said that I just am like, he, he I got, don't find it funny anymore. I just find it mean. He went too far. I think, I think, you know how some people, um, you know how the past like four or five years people got angry with how the world has gotten and people lightened up over the past you know six months to a year and he didn't and he just doubled down on being angry over this past year that's how I feel like he's just an angry violent man right now but I still love him and I I hope he comes out of it I I don't know my husband likes to bring up the fact that he like dips in like he got into a Twitter war with Kevin Durant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he like gets into there fighting yes. people. He just fights people for for funsies. Um, which makes me think that he's very similar to Kenya Moore 
And that's why they don't click. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, who knows? But yeah, there's so many of, and then even Jason Biggs is like a huge, right? Isn't he always on the real, like he always goes on and there's just so many random, random people who watch the housewives, but yeah, we have to, we have to wrap up. I did pull some cards and I can't even remember. Um, I'll throw, you know, I'll just tell you what they are and I'll throw up what I thought my interpretation is on the show notes, but theme card for the month is 10 of wands. Ooh. Yeah. I thought that was interesting with the 10 of wands, you know, it's like, it's like feeling overworked and stressed, but at the same time, it's the ability to take uh, that kind of overload and, and make it work for you. Like that's, that's how I was thinking about November. November is going to be jammed packed with a lot of energy. And how do you take that load and actually make it work for you versus you just carrying it on your back? It's a heavy load. Yes. It's a hard one to carry, but you're going to get to the end of it. You got to carry it. We got to just get through the month. Um, and then I pulled uh, energy to move through is strength. And I thought that was interesting from last month. Like we're moving through the energy that we learned from eclipse season or not eclipse season, retrograde season, and just like taking that strength and that perseverance and that fortitude and just like integrating that. Um, and like all the lessons we learned from October and then energy to embrace the hermit which I thought was kind of timely for the middle of the month, that kind of 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th time period with all those. Uh, hunker down. Yeah, just it's it hunker down, put the news on and then watch it for a second and then turn it off um, and then just stay safe. Uh, and then energy to look forward to the nine of cups. Oh. Which I thought was really oh. lovely because that's how Thanksgiving feels for me this year yeah, nine, it is right it is which cup are you gonna choose all of them and then just drink from them like slowly and enjoy mashed potatoes and you know don't just i can't believe we're talking just, you know teach your children the true history of america and yes. enjoy being around your family and friends and everyone get vaccinated if the please and um there you go there you go go. can you get those kids vaxxed oh so soon i you know i would not be surprised if it it hits close to that kind of lull period at the end of the month yeah because i don't see that i don't with the energy at the beginning of this month i don't see that happening no it's it's gonna take and i actually don't know if i would allow my like, like not, 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 I'm 100% getting my children vaccinated, but I, I would definitely look at the charts and see and be like, okay, maybe it's right before Thanksgiving versus, you know, the 13th. No, thank you for your appointment. There's no lines. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yes, I think that's it for November. Um, Thank you, Alyssa, Thank for you. being my I partner love, in crime. I love our, our, our chats, our chats that I'm always like, we're going to keep it short this time. Never, never, never break it up. I'm not breaking it up. You break it up. That's not where I'm at when it end. comes to editing. <laughs> Find the midway points. Stop there and listen again. Um, but we're trying, you know what? I'm trying to be like the astrology podcast four and a half hours 
all day. Oh my gosh, all my day. laughing is like, <laughs> well, I snorted earlier. So, <laughs> so, all right, everyone. Well, uh, stay grounded, keep the magic flowing and, um, go with the flow for eclipse season. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Magic on the Patio. For more information on this episode's co-host, check out the podcast show notes or our Instagram at Magic on the Patio. Stay grounded. Mm-hmm.